If you missed it live, catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. Let's start here. Unfortunately, a convicted rapist has managed to escape, unfortunately, yesterday. On the line with us is Deputy is Department of Correctional Services spokesperson, Singabako Ngumalo. Thank you so much, Mr. Ngumalo, for making time for us. Good evening and welcome. Good evening and thank you for having us. I don't know whether you can push your buttons a bit. I can barely hear you. Oh, I'm so sorry about that. Let's no, hope. Is it much better? Thank yeah, you very much for that. Yeah. Let's just talk a little bit about this incident yesterday. Unfortunately, we're hearing that a convicted rapist who was sentenced to life imprisonment is managed to escape yesterday. It is an unfortunate incident indeed. Clato um, Gumbo, uh, sentenced to life for rape, um, kidnapping and assault, mm. um, uh, was booked uh, to see an, um, an, uh, a dietitian to a traditional hospital. So everything was done, you know, as required in terms of our security plan. But uh, for some odd reason, he managed to overpower the official um, uh, to have the firearm and, and escape. Mm-hmm. And so, flash investigation around the circumstances under which he managed to escape and everything that happened there. Mm-hmm. But our focus at this stage is to locate him and rearrest him because every minute, every hour is out there. We're worried about what is the debt he's up to. Mm-hmm. So, we have to get him back into custody. So um, you've warned um, all of us that uh, we must report any suspicious activity around us. I mean, what what should we be looking for when when we want to spot someone like this? What we did was to uh, issue a statement, but also circulate um, his image, like the photo, mm. and uh, we also notified the victims because um, mm. uh, we do understand the sensitivities and that uh, we didn't want them to learn through the media that, that this perpetrator has managed to um, escape. And, um, and and we understand that you could still be around how things or the leads that are following. So, um, but that was yesterday on Monday. Mm. So our track and tracing team is working hard to find him, but also working with other law enforcement agencies uh, because we fully understand that uh, we can't have someone like that um, unaccounted for. But our real rate uh, is, is, is looking positive. It's over 95%, but we always say the Department of Justice is to make it impossible for them to escape. But once they've escaped, we have to find them, find them urgently. Which hospital was this? This is an unnutritional hospital mm. because uh, it's the nearest one. This person was serving last sentence at Pavian mm. Sport Correctional Center. I know many people may not be aware of it, but it's a correctional facility uh, in Swane, mm-hmm. as if you go to Mamelodi, mm. uh, the north side of, of, yeah, of Swane. Had he ever displayed, you know, um, behavior that points to him being one of those people that could escape or had he been troublesome? Are we able to to get a bit of history on his conduct within correctional services facilities? Um, What we do as correctional services is that when an inmate is booked to visit any outside facility, we draw up what we call a security plan. Mm-hmm. In that plan, you therefore have to then provide that person, mm. assembly a team that mm. will then uh, take this person 
to whatever destination. Mm-hmm. And should there be a breach there or something going wrong, then we have to launch an investigation because now we have to go back into that plan to mm. say what went wrong. Mm. So in future, you avoid such things from happening. Mm. And then people have been asking to say, but why was it necessary for this person to say a dietitian? And we've explained that, unfortunately, in correctional facilities, you only get what you call in the primary health care. Mm-hmm. If a medical practitioner transfers an inmate to an outside um, hospital to say this person has to receive this form of uh, medical examination or this part of or this type of treatment, as correctional services, we cannot deny mm-hmm. or say, no, you can't. We have to follow those orders. Hence, on daily basis, you will see us taking inmates to hospitals. It's because mm-hmm. that type of care is not available within our center. During that scuffle, were there any other inmates who tried to escape? Uh, not at all. Because when they left the facility, the facility it was two inmates and correctional officials. And the ratio was correct in terms of official pay inmate. Mm-hmm. The investigation of then assessed us. How was it possible that this inmate managed to be with this official um, assaulted him, mm-hmm. even disarmed him of the state uh, firearm? So we, we need that part because it's something that does disturb us as a department and uh, you have now a state firearm that you can account for. We need to get that firearm. Oh, the, the, that, fire, the, that firearm is also gone. Uh, sorry, I, I missed it. I'm, I'm sorry. The, I'm saying that firearm is also gone. Yeah. yeah so, so yeah. he assaulted the official yeah, and yeah. disarmed him of, of the state drifting. So we need that firearm. Yeah. But what is more important is to get him back. Mm. We have to find him. I, I was just looking at your your record of of inmates who do escape, and uh, in the year twenty twenty one twenty twenty two financial year, twenty two inmates escaped. But uh, it's an improvement. Uh, from 2020, 2021, uh, from 34 uh, to 22. Uh, you know, can you talk to the kind of measures you had to take to, to, to have this improvement? In we, um, as correctional services, we, we've set ourselves up to say we have to make it impossible for inmates to escape from lawful custody. Mm. And we then said, looking at the previous years, what were the factors or the drivers for inmates to escape? Mm. And uh, we identified some of the gaps that majority of them will escape when they're out with what we call spans. Mm-hmm. You know, spans are the teams working either in the field mm. or those looking after cattle, or but it's inmates who will be working outside to mm. say what type of an inmate must be assigned to, to such duties mm-hmm. and what type of supervision must then be applied to our own officials working there. Mm. So we managed to close some of those gaps. So, but then, unfortunately, from time to time, you do find security, uh, security breaches where the inmate will escape through by cutting window bars and other things. And we then have to look to say, those window bars are so strong, they even have a mesh inside. Mm-hmm. How is it possible that someone can cut through that? Mm-hmm. So or then it also pointed to how often do we test the strength of our, mm-hmm. of, of our infrastructure? So we've been looking at a number of uh, ways to say we have to make it impossible for people to escape and should it happen that an inmate escape because that person received assistance from yes. outside or whatever yeah. the place we then have to close such gaps so we've been working very hard and the numbers have been improving but will not be satisfied uh, for as long as you still find these escapes what we want is zero escapes 
any correlation with perhaps guards within correctional service who assist some of these uh, these inmates who escape? Have you been making arrests? Any correlation to that? Have you seen improvements with that? What you often find is a situation where our own officials are charged for negligence, mm-hmm. where you investigate to find that they ought to have done things differently. Mm. And the procedure manuals are always there. And when people have uh, let their cut down or have um, done things which are outside the procedures, then they have to be charged. But it's really rare where you find that an official was involved in the entire planning and the, and the execution for that escape. So for us, but we, we always say when we do these investigations, you know, it's an intense uh, full scale where uh, because we will want that investigation to assist us even in the future, not just about that particular incident, but we then say, uh, are there any lessons that we've learned from that particular escape? Mm. Mr. Ngomalo, when I was growing up, we used to have these kinds of people all over the milk carton. You would have a face there or, you know, posters everywhere. Where can we see his face? I mean, uh, I know you, you've sent out a press release, but the, the majority of the public, where should they be going to look for this face? Okay, well, what um, what we've done, we've issued that alert. In that alert, we've attached uh, his uh, face as well. Mm. And um, just been circulating uh, widely. But then what we also do is when uh, the centers um, uh, that are under correctional services, uh, you will also find, you know, such uh, alerts being being made available there. But uh, I think the power of social media has also assisted greatly Mm. because what you often see is that people will then share, Mm. you know, such things to say, be on the lookout. And that does assist us because even in that, we're able then to say, uh, contact the nearest police station uh, should you uh, uh, see this or spot this person or even when strange things you know appear you know or happen in opportunity to say suddenly there are strange things or there's a person that can understand or we've picked up you know a correctional services offender uniform because he escaped wearing that orange uniform mm. uh, surely by now he must have changed it somewhere mm. Mm. but also to make it a call to uh, people to say how about in a criminal um, it is an offense on its own. You know, mm. you could have prison time for that to say you ought to bring this person uh, uh, to us so that he's then back where he belongs, mm-hmm. that that sentence be corrected, and then remove people who are causing harm to the society. Mm. Department of Correctional Services spokesperson. Thank you very much, uh, Mr. Singabako Ngobalo there. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.